what I think war is the time when people realize how shaky their foundation is. Many people escaped, leaving lots of things behind here, just trying to save their life. Things they bragged about, businesses or money or parties or other things which were important before, turn out to be nothing. Welcome to a special bonus edition of the VBPH Sermon Podcast. With all the chaos happening now in Ukraine, we wanted to hear the viewpoint from a fellowship pastor whose church is located in one of the cities actually targeted by the Russian military. In this episode, you'll hear me speaking to Pastor Denis Vasiliev, who has been serving as a missionary in the port city of Odessa for the last three years. We hope you enjoy this conversation as we hear how best to pray for them and the people of Ukraine during this troubling time. Thank you so much for listening to the VBPH Sermon Podcast. And make sure to leave us a five-star review if you like what you're hearing. Use the links in the show notes to subscribe to our premium ad-free version and support world evangelism. And now for our interview. Okay, I am back once again with you, Pastor Adam here, and we have a special guest on the line with us. It's Pastor Denis Vasiliev who is pastoring in a very important place right now uh, in Odessa, Ukraine. Welcome to the Virginia Beach Potter's House Sermon Podcast. We're glad that you're with us. How are you, sir? Oh, hello, Adam. Um, we are doing well, I should, uh, I should say. I guess, considering the circumstances. <laughs> oh, yeah. Under these circumstances, yeah, we are pretty good because um, although there are um real severe battles in different parts of the country um it's quiet here and we have electricity water internet um stores are working people many people are working these days and uh, so the life is going on yes that's wonderful to hear now just so our audience who may not know you uh, for, for their sake, maybe you can tell us how long you've been there in Odessa and our, how, what's your closest fellowship church? Or do we have any other fellowship churches there in Ukraine? Well, actually, we are the only church in Ukraine and we are praying and we've been praying uh, for other churches to be launched to Ukraine. Uh, our mother church is in Vologda, Russia. My pastor is Pastor Sergei Golubev. And we've been here for three years already. And you came to preach for us a couple of years ago. I Just, was there. Yeah. yeah right it, before the coronavirus. It was, uh, uh, yeah, I got back just in time for the shutdown. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, uh, it was God's timing. It was amazing. But, um, but yeah, I was very privileged to be able to come and uh, minister in your church. And, I, you know, I saw just a, uh, the tip of the iceberg of what God is doing there. And so... You know, that's why I wanted to uh, take this opportunity and talk to you about what's happening, because, you know, my heart is there with you. And um, so for uh, maybe for the sake of those who uh, are uninformed, uh, Vladimir Putin got it in his head to uh, invade Ukrainian territory a few days ago. I think it's been in the works for a few months, actually. But uh, troops are actually started moving in uh, within the last 48 hours or so. And uh, mostly in, in eastern Ukraine, if I'm correct, but also where you are in Odessa, which is in the south, um, there was some kind of incursion that I heard about and also some, uh, some missile strikes on military compounds. I just want to kind of get your perspective. That's what we're hearing over here, but uh, 
what is uh what are you hearing there well uh since we are um not on the uh line right now uh um most of information we get from uh from the news uh from so i am subscribed to several news channels because uh to trying to get uh the most objective information about things going on because there's uh, some fake news, fake news from time to time, uh, and which uh, turn out to be not uh, not to be true. But um, well, as far as um, Odessa and Odessa region, um, there were some military uh, missile strikes uh, to military objects. To my knowledge, several like about three in the uh, region and one in Odessa. Uh, but uh, to my knowledge, there were no uh, casualties. Um, as far as other cities which are in the east, yeah, things are more severe, a lot more severe. There are uh, house, apartment buildings destroyed, some of them. Uh, roads and uh, there are casualties, even uh, children and um, uh, people lose their relatives. Yeah, this so, is the situation. Very tragic. Yeah, and um, well, I, I will wanted to ask you before we're finished uh, a few geopolitical questions, just to be, especially since you are uh, originally a Russian citizen. I'm sure you have an interesting perspective on this, but um, from what I can tell, in the last uh especially the last day um that it, it seems that the, the the attacks are not directed against civilians it's mostly against military that i can tell and so that that's good to see i did read an interesting article that uh even though there are many people that are fleeing they're fleeing the capital city kiev they're trying to leave and go west toward poland um and even though that's uh, happening there's still a lot of I read an article and I posted it on our uh, on our podcast WhatsApp group chat there that that there are pastors who are remaining behind even in the line of fire uh, in order to continue their services and continue praying for people and and doing good things. So that was very encouraging to see. So um, uh, what what can you gauge? Or how, how can you um, how do you perceive the Christian community and what God is trying to do there among the people? Well, um, to my, what I think, uh, this is the time when uh, war uh, is the time when people uh, realize how shaky their foundation is. Mm. Many people escaped, um, uh, leaving uh, lots of things behind here, just trying to save their life. And uh, things they bragged about, businesses or money or parties or other things, which were important before for them uh, turn out uh, to be nothing right and uh, uh, and uh, people realize um that life can be very short and you're just a human being who can you know just like a vapor like the bible says yeah and and um um, Odessa is one of um, uh, resort cities, and uh, there's lots of it's it's a kind of a sin city with um, a high rate of crime, prostitution, drugs, all sorts of drugs. 
corruption in uh, different echelons and uh, and uh, we haven't we we saw people saved uh, praying sinner's prayer but we haven't seen uh, people getting really serious with god and uh, and um and at these moments, I guess uh, it's a t- it's 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 a, a good time for people to reconsider uh, their values, and uh, um, I think it might be a good time for people to turn to God. Yeah. Well, if not now, then when? Uh, it's it's uh, yeah, it's a desperate time, and you, these are not the things that you wish to happen, obviously, but. Sometimes God can use this to pour out incredible revival. You see in the book of Acts how the, the church remained in Jerusalem until persecution began and then began spreading to other places. And so, um, yeah, I think that us in the West, it's easy for us to be so comfortable that, that you know, Christianity suffers. And we've been seeing that for the past many decades. And maybe it's an opening for the gospel, we hope. Um, I'm wondering, uh, I know it's very late there. It's past 11 o'clock. So I appreciate you uh, joining us at this late hour where you are. Um, But I'm wondering if you can help us to understand a little bit more what's happening behind the headlines. What what do you think it is trying is, uh, is the government of Russia trying to accomplish with all of this? Um, It's hard for me to you know, there are lots of things uh, we don't know and we don't understand. You know, uh, political games are, you know, too big uh, for uh, usual uh, civilians. But um, one of the things I think um, that uh, Russia doesn't want Ukraine to be part of NATO. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. And because it, it would allow... Uh, this uh, NATO bloc to establish military bases, and Russia doesn't want uh, such neighbors. That's so. And Ukraine, yeah, I might be wrong because I might not be correct, but I think um, uh, Ukraine being uh, not being in NATO, it would be kind of a barrier, some uh, some territory. Um, from um, military bases of NATO, which was originally formed to um, as a union of countries to resist uh, the aggression of the Soviet Union. Right. And so, yeah. So, and uh, when Soviet Union, the Soviet Union fell, NATO remained. Yeah. Because they probably still felt uh, possible aggression from the territory of Russia. And uh, and um, NATO, um, uh, I think, yeah. So this is one of the reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, um, Russia uh, Russian government says that we want to set U- uh, Ukraine free from a bunch of drug addicts and right. nationalists and nationalists who who conquered or usurped the country so it's a delivery mission right yeah which was interesting because when putin released the speech he he says we're going in as liberators we're, we're going to go set the people free and also he said something about denazifying ukraine as if there's a, a large group of neo-nazis or something can, yeah, can yeah, you, yeah 
Can you yeah, we, sort that out? Cause that, that is very confusing for us over here. Well, um, well, in Ukraine, yeah, in every country, there are nationalists uh, or like Nazi, right? Mm. People who are for their nation and against other nations. And in Ukraine, uh, there are also such people who try to um, affect the direction of the country. Um, and. Um, uh, and uh, uh, Putin, President Putin, thinks that their influence is harmful uh, for Ukraine. Yeah. Well, uh, to me, it sounds like he's just using this as a cover story to get what he wants. Do you think that's accurate? Um, one of um, uh, journalists uh, in uh, Russia um, um thinks uh, or says that uh, President Putin um, likes uh, the idea of empire. Mm -hmm. And uh, and um, uh, it might be a um, it, it, it may look like a, a an idea to restore a great empire. Yeah, yeah. And I think that 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 may have a lot to do with it. And what about uh, your perspective on this coming from Russia? I mean, do you do you have any uh, dog in this fight? But uh, obviously, our our priorities are for the kingdom of God uh, thriving uh, far greater than any you know idea of man. But um, I, I, from from our perspective, we see Ukraine, which is you know growing and begin you know beginning to have its. Uh, there was a freedom movement several years back, and and uh, it seems though that that uh, Putin is is trying to squash whatever has been happening in the last couple of decades. Um. Well, I th I think uh, I think Ukraine uh, um, is is changing and is trying to identify uh, it, uh, maybe itself and mm -hmm. and try is trying to understand what they want and find their way a similar thing actually happened in uh, in the 90s in russia when the soviet union fell and there was this hard time of uh, um of uh, not knowing what to do and uh, you know before uh, we lived under the idea it was like my my dad used to tell me that we were taught that the government will take care about you, so don't think. Oh wow! We will take care of you. So, and uh, it is uh, on on the one hand, you can say, well, you know, how can you live like that? Like you don't have any freedom, freedom of thought. But on the other hand, it's quite convenient and comfortable. Correct. You are you you don't make decisions. You you don't uh, carry any responsibility. And 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 then, uh, of course, the first about like ten years, maybe it was a difficult time. While people, but people began to think like now I can do something. People uh, began to establish their own businesses. Some were and even are very successful, and lots of good things began to happen. To uh, along with bad things too, crime and uh, you know this side. Yes, it was also there. But finally, 
Russia determined its way, like they decided, and the country began to move in a certain direction. So these days, or these past in the past years, uh, a similar thing has been going on here in Ukraine. I, I that's what I think. Okay, I, I, I'm not too deep in politics, so uh, yeah, but, it's a, uh, and I, that's not exactly. Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. Why I wanted to have this conversation, but it has an effect on what our churches are able to do, how doors are open, right? And so I think that uh, when the Soviet Union fell, it was a great advantage and was an open door for the gospel to come in. And if, uh, you know, if, if Putin has his way and maybe the, the Ukrainian government you know, is weak and Zelensky is out of the picture, all of a sudden things become a lot harder for, for people like you, don't they? Well, if things change, they will be harder. Because, um, because we, see, um, uh, we see freedom here, freedom of speech. Yeah. We, we, can, we, can, we can do street preaching, we can make concerts, we can preach about God, we can talk about sin, any and kind it, of sin. And, and is that different from how it is in Russia right now? Well, in, in Russia right now, you do not have this opportunity. Uh, if if uh, you are caught, you will have to pay a fine uh, as, a, as an individual person. Uh, if, if you say or if it turns out that you... Uh, act as a representative of a religious organization, then the fine will be uh, to the organization, and it will be a lot more expensive. Yeah, so and, this is completely and, 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 this is completely foreign to the way that we think, right? Because we uh, live every day in here in America, especially that we have this freedom of speech and freedom of religion um, in you know encased in our in our First Amendment right. And so for us to even think that that is, uh, that is a question is, is a foreign idea, but it is a precious thing, isn't it, to have, that, to have that ability to speak about the gospel with people? Yeah, yeah, because uh, first, um, first month when we just got here, uh, I remember doing uh, a preaching on the corner of a, uh, of a crossroad 
and a police car stopping and i like i i felt nervous right i i i was i began to think of every word i usually uh began to speak god change saves drug addicts uh lowers <laughs> crime and you know i i like you know i i tr i was like nervous and cautious uh, i mean but uh then i saw that they see no one's shooting no one's killing anybody and they were just passing by and you know it, you know it took some time to get used to freedom because Absolutely. well yeah in russia these things are happening under the um banner of uh, uh resistance to terrorism but to my knowledge the only organizations that suffer are uh christian churches mm. like protestant yeah. churches most right. of all not the only ones but right but outside of the orthodox church which is connected to you know the national identity somehow but um but yeah uh, so what we have to be praying for for you is not only your your safety and the safety of your church and you know keep you guys alive and thriving but we should be praying that that uh these forces would would uh you know would be defeated because you you know you, the more uh freedom you have to speak about the gospel the more you can communicate clearly and not have to operate in the shadows well uh th that's right that um we want uh we want the war to stop and we want you know my desire is uh uh for uh, for Ukraine to have freedom and freedom of choice what to do even even if they make a wrong choice it's their own choice based on their freedom mm -hmm. and uh, yeah so that, yeah my thought is that the gospel is going to go forward either way but if you have to choose between a dictatorship or a, a free uh you know society then you want to be able to operate in that it's very hard, like for using the extreme example of North Korea, right? So even mentioning the name of Jesus or in, getting caught with scriptures in your pocket can end you up in a, in a labor camp for the rest of your life. And so, you know, the gospel cannot, cannot go forward in the same way. Does it go forward? Yes, Jesus can still move. Jesus can still save people. The Holy Spirit can still touch hearts, but it's, it's, it's not the same. And that's why we pray for countries to open up like that. And we should pray against countries like Ukraine uh, being closed off to the gospel. Uh, we need more missionaries, not fewer. Amen. I agree. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. so if, Put if Putin is successful, then it means that, that doors begin to close. And so that's, it's not to say that, uh, that Putin is the devil or that Russia, Russian aggression is the evil empire. But it's to say that it's working against the gospel at this moment, and that's why we need to pray against it. Does that does that ring true to you? Well, yes, yes, I agree. It is, um, although, um, yeah, the gospel is is spreading in Russia, and uh, things are going on. But um, yeah, it's a lot easier to do things here than there, and uh, when you have freedom. And uh, when there's no idea or, or fear that 
um they can uh, you know any fault can be found you didn't put you forget you, uh, you 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 can forget to put your name or your registration number or make a mistake don't mention your the name of the organization or the phone number or you can make a small mistake and you can have uh, trouble and right. uh, they can you know um, you might not be arrested for that but as a church, uh, after several warnings, can be closed. Your like religious organization, uh, it can be closed, and uh, you don't want that. No. So tell us how the church is reacting from your perspective. I know, I know you had a service Wednesday night before all of this happened, but uh, but what's been happening since then? Well, yeah, uh, on Wednesday night there was a good presence of God, uh, and uh, was there a sense uh, that you guys knew something was about to happen? Well, you know, uh, on that night, uh, President Zelensky um, had a, um, applied with a speech to Russian citizens in the Russian language. He asked uh, Russian people to stop the war. He says, we don't want the war. We are like uh, re uh, re related, uh, like, well, like relatives, like brothers. We are together. Yeah. We traveled back and forth. We have relatives. So uh do all you can to stop the war we don't want the war we can talk we we have diplomacy uh we, 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 so and he asked uh, russian citizens to you know to make demonstrations or to not to be silent and well we didn't like we didn't expect that it will happen in such a scale things were yeah we, we realize that you know it's not um it, it there might uh there could have been something we we knew that but you know we didn't expect uh that it's gonna be this way right that it was gonna be so large scale yeah and i don't think anybody did but uh uh it's um as I'm just uh, looking through some of the headlines and seeing what's happening, I mean, I, I saw earlier today there was a shooting in a in a train station. Um, I see tanks rolling over vehicles. I'm seeing you know explosions happening, and so it's it's real violence. People are really dying as a result of this, and and uh, so even though it's mostly military targets, there is a hu human toll. But um, I, be I believe that you are there in this moment. Your church can be a source of comfort for the gospel. And I, I think what, what I would ask our listeners to pray about is uh, to help you shine the light of Christ, even in a difficult situation. Yeah, we also, we arranged, uh, I asked Christians to pray. Uh, since some people are, are not working these days, um, some people um, moved out of the city. Um, uh in our church mm -hmm. and yeah. like to nearby uh, settlements or uh, places uh i asked them to to join us in prayer and uh, for those who can pray during the day do that to pray in the evenings like when we have evening time for prayer and i asked uh, all our christians to join in prayer and uh, to pray for the country to stop the war for god to strengthen uh, and protected um, not only us but also you know um, citizens and uh, and uh, for 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 the wisdom to the uh, leadership of uh, all the countries. Yeah, 
okay, well, I don't want to hold you too long. I told you it would be half an hour or less, and we're at half an hour. So I appreciate very much you coming to to share uh, these things with us. And maybe uh, maybe in a week or two, we can we can try it again and get you uh, get our listeners updated on what's happening there. What do you think? Well, sure, I'm open for that. Wonderful. Yeah. So, uh, Pastor Dennis, your wife's name is Luba. Please tell us uh, your kids and their ages so that we can pray for them also. Oh, <laughs> there he is. He's been listening the whole time. He, How he are just you? came. He just came in. <laughs> nice you to see you again. Friend? How's it going, man? Oh, I miss you guys. We need to go back to that uh, to that uh, to the restaurant where I wore the funny hat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. oh, very good. My daughter Anne, she is fifteen, and this is my son Leo. He is ten. Oh, yeah, we're wow. here in Odessa, Ukraine. No, she's sleeping. Okay, you ask her if she wants. To <laughs> well, it's it's a pleasure. So we uh, we're going to be releasing this as an audio episode, but uh, we'll also put the video on YouTube. If you want to see Pastor Dennis and his kids, we'll put it up on the YouTube channel as well. As long as Vladimir Putin isn't watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, any any uh anything else that uh we need to know about? Mm, well, it's hard to say right now. Yeah. Well, I think uh yeah, well, uh, right now we are not um on the line where, you know, the war uh, is going on. So we 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 are praying. I just I wrote someone uh that uh, it would be great if the war passed us by. And I remember this phrase, pa- pass by. And yeah, I would really like uh, the war not to touch this city. It's, uh, yeah, you know, to, to we, keep it from destruction and from anything. We, we don't want to have a fighting war in our streets, obviously, but if it comes to that, I believe the people of Ukraine are strong. And uh, I saw Zelensky was asking citizens to come and pick up weapons from the local, from the local training station. Well, yes, and uh, uh, while some people are, you know, escaping and evacuating themselves um, uh, away into settlements or even uh, to other countries, there are many men who who go to those military uh places and uh, uh institutions to offer themselves um for the war and uh and i think there are uh, uh, there are people who who are going to continue uh fighting for their country and uh, although um the, the there are um slogans give up and we will spare your lives uh ukrainians are not gonna give up yeah yeah but you know what's interesting uh i i saw uh, several uh news on the um, on the internet uh when russian troops uh give up they they take them to hospitals and and help them and cure their wounds and they serve them so that helps you understand who's on the right side, I suppose. You, you know, uh, I am reminded of some amazing stories from the American Revolution uh, of pastors in, in um, 
there were specifically two brothers who were pastors who were part of a group called the Black Robe Regiment. And maybe we talk about that another time. But basically, when the British were marching on their cities, uh, they uh, they stood up to preach in a Sunday morning service. And by the end of the by the end of the message, uh, they took off their their preaching robes and underneath was a colonial uniform. And he he led the men to go fight against the British at that time, you know, and I'm not saying that that should be you. But uh, what I'm saying is that there's people there's people in Ukraine who have, you know, who have that heart and that spirit to, to not give up. And I think that that's an, a noble cause and something that we can pray for. Yes. OK, well, we will be praying for you, Pastor Dennis. I hope you get some sleep tonight. Thank you so much for staying up late with us. OK, thank you. My pleasure. OK, we'll talk to you again soon. Yeah. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless. God bless.